the wayside. It was thick with flowers and the palm trees green with their heavy branches. Some uh, of the crowd ran ahead and tore down those branches and they carried them in triumph. Some spread them with their cloaks on the path as they would have done for a king. Now, Jesus' disciples must have been overwhelmed by the crowd's response. They, they had lived with Jesus for three years, sure. They were there when he fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, when he calmed the storm, when he confronted the garrison demoniac. They were there when he gave sight to the blind man, when he healed the bent-over woman, when the paralyzed man was lowered through the roof of a, a house. They were there when Jesus stood at Lazarus' tomb and said the words that rocked the community, Lazarus, come forth, and then saw the dead man do just that. And yet, it was still hard to imagine that the Messiah had actually come. But in Jesus, they had experienced all that the Messiah was said to be. They called Him Lord. They called Him Rabbi. They called Him friend. They knew that He was a gift from God, proclaimed by the angels to be Emmanuel, God with us. They also knew that many were afraid. King Herod, Caiaphas, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were afraid of His growing influence and His popularity. But none of that seemed to matter as Jesus rode into Jerusalem that day, that first Palm Sunday, when Jesus was hailed as King. He entered that holy city in triumph, surrounded by those who loved Him. Finally, they thought, God's kingdom has come. They stood, they cheered, Hosanna to the King. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Excitement filled the air, smiles, cheers, happy hearts, rejoicing unlike anything Jerusalem had seen in years.
rode into the city, those nearest to him noticed that his face was sad. He was being hailed as a king, even though Jesus tried to make them understand that there was nothing of earthly power about the kingdom he preached. He was a kingdom of love, not power, of humility, not conceit. Very soon, their dreams would be shattered. Some of his followers will realize the significance of this deliberate choice of a donkey on which to ride. But many had obviously forgotten that this humble beast suggested peace rather than the sword. Jesus was the only one in this noisy, excited crowd who knew that the truth was utterly different from their own materialistic ideas. The truth meant that he would have to die on a cross to save the world from its sins. What sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said to them, go into the city and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him and wherever he enters, say to the householder, the teacher says, where is the room where I am to eat the Passover with my disciples? The man will show you a large upper room furnished and ready there prepared for us. The disciples set out and went to the city and found as if he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, Jesus and the disciples were at the Passover table eating, and Jesus said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to say to him, one after another, Is it I? Jesus said, It is one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. When Judas saw that he was one, he got up from the table and left. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, This is my blood poured out for many. Do this in remembrance of me.
After the Passover meal, Jesus and his disciples went to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said to them, You will all fall away, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. Peter said to him, I will never leave you. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny knowing me three times. But Peter said vehemently, Even if I must die with you, I will never deny knowing you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus and his disciples went into the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus asked them to stay outside the gate so that he might pray alone. 
He went into the garden and fell to the ground, crying out, Abba, Father. His breathing quickened. He could hardly control his next words, crying out, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Then there was silence until he uttered the last part of his prayer. But not my will, Father, let yours be done. He lay a while in perfect quietness, weak, empty, and exhausted. Finally, Jesus rose up. His legs trembled under the natural weight of standing, but he was able to make his way back to James, Simon, and John. When he came to them, his heart sank into deeper loneliness. Their bodies lay like sacks at the base of trees. They were sleeping. He roused Simon and said, couldn't you watch one hour with me? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is so weak. Then Jesus saw a small firelight below him at the foot of the Mount of Olives. So he bent down to his disciples, shook them awake, and said, Get up and look. The hour has come. My betrayer is at hand. Then Judas appeared, and with him a company of guards with smoking torches, swords, and clubs, together with the chief priests, scribes, and elders. Judas has told them. The one I shall kiss is the man. Seize him and lead him away. Jesus spied Jesus and came close to his teacher, so close that Jesus could see the pores in his flesh. Looking into his eyes, he said, Master. And Judas kissed him. Then the guards grabbed Jesus and seized him. One of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. There was chaos until Jesus yelled out, Have you come with swords and clubs to capture me like a robber? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me then. But, he said, walking to them, This is your hour, the hour of darkness. Let the scriptures be fulfilled. As if his words were their command, the soldiers also moved forward. In torchlight, they began to bind Jesus' arms. One of the disciples yelled out in fear. This was proving to be a very large contingent of soldiers. The more they filled the area around Jesus, the more the disciples shrank backward. Jesus watched as terror overtook them, and they fled. Some crept away, some dodged and raced away, but they all scattered, all of them, 
till no one was left, and Jesus was completely soldiers led Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders, and scribes were assembled. Peter followed at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. He was sitting with the guards, warming himself at the fire, while the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death. But they found none. Many bore false witness against him, but their witness did not agree. Some stood, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. The high priest stood up and asked Jesus, Have you no answer to make? But Jesus was silent. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Most High? Jesus said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man see at the right hand of power. The high priest tore his garments and yelled out, why do we still need witnesses? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? And there was a chorus of unity. Death, they proclaimed. Men surged toward Jesus, spitting in his face. The guards covered his eyes and led him away. below in the courtyard, one of the maids of the high priest came, and seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with the Nazarene Jesus. I don't even know what you're talking about. You were there. I saw you. This man is one of them. You're wrong. I don't even know this man. You don't know what you're talking about. You are one of them. You're a Galilean like the others. You know that man, Jesus. You're insane. I've never seen this man before in my whole life. I don't even know who you're talking about. Leave me alone. In the distance, one could hear a rooster crow. And suddenly Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him that before the cock crows twice, you would deny me three times. And he broke down and wept.
As, as soon as it was morning, the chief priests, elders, scribes, and the whole council held a consultation. They bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. Pilate asked him, Are you king of the Jews? Jesus answered, You have said so. The chief priests began to accuse him of many things, and Pilate asked, Have you no answer to make? But Jesus made no further reply. Now at the feast, Pilate used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. Among the rebels in prison was a murderer, Barabbas. The chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release for them Barabbas rather than Jesus. But Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with the man whom you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again. And Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more. So Pilate, hoping to satisfy the crowd, released from them Barabbas and delivered Jesus to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away, calling together the whole battalion. They clothed him in a purple cloak and placed on his head a crown of thorns. They laughed and began to salute him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They struck his head with a reed, spat upon him, and knelt down in mock homage to him. Then they stripped him of the purple cloak, put his own clothes on him, and thrust upon his shoulders a heavy wooden beam forcing him to walk up the center of the street to a place called Golgotha, where they offered him wine mingled with myrrh, but he did not take it. There they crucified him, hanging him upon a cross of execution. An inscription was placed above his head that read, The King of the Jews. With him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha! You would destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself and come down from the cross. The chief priest also mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. Come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then he uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to 
to bottom. When the Roman centurion saw that Jesus had breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God.
When evening had come, since it was the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a Pharisee and a respected member of the council, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate summoned the centurion and asked him whether Jesus was already dead. When he learned that he was dead, Pilate granted the body to Joseph. He carefully took Jesus' body down from the cross. He then laid his Lord upon a white shroud and wound the linen around him. He then carried Jesus to a tomb, which had been hewn out of rock, and rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Silently, he returned home. Tree 